Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Old School, New School, a podcast on the adventures here at Esteem Academy. I am your host, Guide Nicole, and we are so excited to finally be back this year. It has been a long start to the new year, but already full of many new adventures, new stories to share. Sometimes it's kind of hard to narrow down which stories to share and what to talk about. So I always like to invite special guests to join me and share in their experience as well. So today we are going to welcome Guy Justin, who's just now turning this phone off. Wait, that's your phone. Wait, that's not my phone. That's our son's phone in the mine was, background. Mine was turning. Hey, 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 hello, everybody. <laughs> Some of you may or may not know, but Guy Justin leads our film club. Um, he supports our trade skills club. He produces our podcast. He um, he handles our marketing, our website. He's just an amazingly talented artist. He also happens to be my husband and father to our three wonderful children. So um, I'm glad to have you on the show with me, honey. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, it's awesome. It's like you, you must have known somebody. How'd you get a spot? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you know the producer. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I know, yeah, whoever produces it. Anyway, so um, to kick things off today, actually, I wanted to share um, another story with everyone. I was reading this wonderful blog post from Lauren at the Village School, which is an acting academy uh, up in Virginia. So um, I thought I would share that today. We kick it off. It starts. Recently, I had a conversation with a gentleman who knew very little about our school. In seeking to understand more about our programs, he asked me a series of questions. He was a very nice man, but rather than bring us closer together, each exchange seemed to make the connection even fuzzier, as if I was standing in front of a map at the precise spot where it says you are here and this person cannot seem to find their way to the same spot. The service is bad. The connection was never good. We may meet at the same spot eventually, but certainly not today. Do they play in this fenced playground area? Me. Yes, but also in the large field over there and in the woods over here. They climb trees? Yes. What if they fall? Well, they do. There are no whistles or bells. How do they know when it's time to come in or move to the next thing? They tell each other. They know the schedule. What if they just decide to stay outside and play football all day? Well, that would be an interesting if they made that choice. Of course, I followed up by explaining this would be an unsafe choice, a violation of our school's honor code. Our learners know this because they helped create the rules and attached consequences for abusing any of their freedoms. Aside from this, I state learning is fun here. They want to come inside. They want to work. While I want to keep talking about the freedoms and responsibilities of our learners and how children want to learn, I can tell this is just causing the connection to get fuzzier. So I give up on that and share the responsibilities of our team, the adults, to ensure a safe learning environment for the young people in our care. Satisfied, this nice gentleman and I bring our conversation to a pleasant end, no closer to each other than when we begin. I find that quiet resolve inside to accept this fact. This man is doing the best he can with what he knows. In our conversation, he asks a series of what-if questions that contain assumptions that children are incapable, fragile, irresponsible, manipulative, and disengaged. 
Of course, somewhere in our conversation, he reveals to me how much he hated school. No surprise there. When he thinks about school, his imagination can go no further than his own experience. This saddens me. He is there. And we, well, we are not there, thankfully. We are here in a place where children are capable, strong, responsible, compassionate, and filled, filled with wonder. In a place where asking what if is focused on all the magical possibilities and untapped potential in each of us. In a place where children are free to spread their wings and fly. I remember this and just like that, my heart is filled with joy. Again, that was a blog post from Lauren Quinn um, from the Village School and Acton Academy up in Virginia. And it's kind of inspired me about just the topic today and why I invited my husband to join because I know he's, we've all been there, right? Like this blog post speaks to me on so many levels. Um, as an owner, I have experienced uh, this kind of exact same kind of conversation when we interview potential candidates as a mother who um, had set out to do something different for her children's educational journey. You've had this conversation with friends or family, sometimes strangers in a restaurant who uh, overhear you talking about something and start to ask questions. And, um, you know, they, they, they ask all these questions and try to wrap a red, their head around these answers that they're hearing, which struggle against their, their experience or their, their um, worldview on what it should look like. So it's really interesting when those questions come and they're fascinated and curious and yet somehow still a bit judgmental because it's just bumping up against them. So um, again, that, that the struggle is real, <laughs> right? But the thing is, is, is here in our school, we don't see struggle as a bad thing. Um, as a matter of fact, we consider struggle sometimes a useful and critical tool a lot of times, actually, a very critical and useful tool. So I thought it'd be fun to share a bit about our journey um, as parents to heroes at a STEAM Academy um, whilst being also so very active in the day-to-day -day as guides inside STEAM Academy. I know me as an owner, there's all these different levels um, that we get to experience in these questions and these struggles that, you know, the other thing about it that, that really spoke to me is, is Besides the fact that I've answered these questions myself, I've had these questions myself early in the journey. Would you agree? About honey? the school? Just, just the whole thing. Like, what do you mean? Like, they play freely and climb trees and no one's hovering over them. What, they, what they're not just going to stay outside and play all day? They're going to make a different choice? Like, I feel like we've all been in, in those shoes, right? Some of us stay there and some of us step forward. Obviously, those of us here, we've stepped forward, but... I don't know. I mean, think about it. What was it like for you when we started this journey <clears throat> four years ago? Well, coming from a public school, this definitely is a <laughs> a different route, but I think it's an amazing one. Um, just trying to explain what the school is to other people, just like you said. They're like, what? They, <laughs> they make their own rules? <laughs> huh? Right. And I try to tell, uh, I teach um, other schools uh, after after class. And I was like, yeah, the kids at our school, if they don't like a rule, they'll change it. Huh? And they, they're they just baffled on the idea and the concept that, you know, you you are your own fate, you're your own ruler. And yeah. So so what Justin's talking about is besides STEAM Academy, our private, you know, school, K through 12 school, we also have a STEAM learning labs where we offer off-site enrichment <laughs> and educational classes 
um, to various different schools, um, organizations in the area. And so uh, we work a lot with, you know, the ISDs and, and again, mm -hmm. like I said, other private schools, other organizations that will bring us in to teach the various, you know, enrichment clubs and, and stuff that we do here. So it's really, I, I didn't think about that. It's really got to be an interesting journey when you go and work with those students inside that oh, system yeah. and talking to them about the the heroes inside of our system and what it's like. Because when you try to guide them, you know, the same way that we guide our kids here, trying to guide them, it's 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 interesting the way that they think. They're like, why don't you just show me how to do it? It's like, well, how do you think that you would, you know, draw this character and come up with this story to the end? What would you do? And it's, it's just trying to make them think differently on how, you know, how they come up with it. Cause it's just, it's a different way of. Well, not only think differently, but just to actually think. Right. And I think that's the, oh, yeah. when you say that and they're like, well, why don't you just tell me? Um, because I rob you from the opportunity to discover and learn, you know, what I mean, on your own, which not only is exciting, an exciting process, but is a great skill that will benefit you in life. That's what we do here. We, yeah. we don't of, rob them of that opportunity of discovery. One of the biggest ones is Mr. Justin, what time is it? I look around, and of course, I want to look at the watch. Is there say, a tool in this? this? Like, how would how would you find out that time? And do you see any other kids with watches? Right. You see a watch, and you know a clock in the wall, and so it it's fun to see them. Like, oh, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, after that, they'll probably go and find that information on their own from here on. I was like, well, maybe I don't have to ask anybody. I can go ask a friend and trying to explain 3B before G to kids too is right three before g mm -hmm. well yeah but in all fairness so so we've been on this wow. amazing journey here at esteem for four years mm -hmm. and you were teaching in our film school before that you know still doing the off-site classes how has it changed how is your kind of um approach in just leading or, or guiding those classes even off-site or, or what has your experience been or your like have you found you that you've changed after being inside this system and how you approach all of your classes when you work with young artists yeah it's not just kids it's adults too <laughs> seriously it, it, it is they'll ask the, the strangest questions and i'm like hmm even my kids know how to figure that out or you know the students that i teach and um there's some things though you can't you can't tell someone to go do. Um, it, it's the golden nuggets um, that you learn along the way. Those things you would try. Well, you could share and show. You, you would show yeah. them and then yes. challenge them. Yeah. But you would also think of it differently too. Say, for instance, like if if I wanted to light, you know, a room with one light, how would I do it? Well, do you need more lights? I don't know. Maybe you turn out all the lights, change the program on your foot uh your camera change the iso or the you know the f-stops and all of a sudden you have more light on your camera <gasps> well, i wouldn't have known that well how could you have figured that out so then you would say all right well what if you push this dial what does that do and all of a sudden make them uh turn the dial on the camera and all of a sudden they'll see a visual a visual difference right in the, in the look and feel and this oh that's what it does so it's that discovery but before teaching here i would just say yeah turn that dial Mm, I, yeah and now so just I, give them the, the 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 problem as opposed to show and share and then walking through why and asking them yeah it's it, again it's just a different different way and like i said i mean teaching adults that is probably one of the, the funniest parts about this yeah i mean for sure i mean if you go back to again the the blog post that was that was in a conversation with um a, 
a child that was uh, a conversation with an adult. Um, and it, it is, it, it's, it's interesting and, and funny sometimes, you know what I mean? To be, uh, to, to try to do that. And they're like, well, why can't you just do this? Cause I don't do that with our kids. <laughs> why can't, you know? Um, but it just, again, it, we all came from something very different and even being in this, you know, four years down the road, I think we still, we still are, no matter how much you're in it, no matter how much you have experienced, no matter how much you've gained from it, no matter how much I've seen, right, that, that reinforces why we made these choices and, and, and why we went this direction. And then it is absolutely um, checking off all the things we wanted our, our sons to gain. You still have those moments, even if you're so far in it, where you're just like, I'm freaking out. Why is my kid not doing this? And and when you stop and think about it, it's it's tracking it back to something that's inside of us, our fear, our struggle with the this worldview versus the one that's so ingrained in us. And when this one opposes that one, um, it just it gets yeah scary. No, totally. Yeah. I think one of the funniest is when our kids like, oh, come on, dad, please don't go into God mode, especially <laughs> when we're at home. They don't like that at all because <laughs> what's for dinner? I don't know. What do you think is for dinner? <laughs> oh, we're not at the school. And, you know, they, there's been other times where they would figure stuff out on their own without having to ask. And that's a great well, and I think that's, that's an important thing. component. Like, I remember that too, because when we first started this journey, I mean, all of our boys were at at different stages and ages, you know what I mean, of their educational journey. And so when we first started, I, I would have that conversation frequently. We'd go home and they'd be like, oh, mom, we're at home. You don't have to be a guide here. <laughs> and I'd be like, I am your guide for life. Like now that I've got to learn how to be this guide, but that is now my mission is to be a guide. And so that's another, I guess, important kind of component of understanding how these schools work is this is not a passive um, school. You don't drop your kids off here and school, you know, happens to them and for them. And that's it. Your hands are out. This is, this is a whole family's journey. This is, this is all of us in it together, um, in supporting these young heroes and then bringing that back home only reiterates, you know what I mean? The very message that we're saying, which these are life skills that will benefit you in everything you do. Why am I going to, why, if I don't want my school to rob my children from these skills, why am I as their parent going to act in a way that robs them of these very same skills? And again, uh, in some ways it can be very um, different from what we think parenting should look like. I, I mean, I remember just being, um, you know, little things like I would be in a hurry to get out the door so instead of you used to be, <laughs> I'm always on time. So I'm always ready to get out the door, but, but I used to go, <laughs> he's never in a hurry for anything. Um, Can I tell a quick story? No. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast, of course, but let me finish. So I'm saying I would used to, when I would be in a rush or out the door, I would go and I would be like, all right, let me just tie your shoes for you. Let me just grab your stuff for you because somehow that was making my life more convenient right? Because I needed to go. And what you don't realize is those little bitty moments actually send a very powerful and big message. 
right? And develop and can develop over time a very powerful dependency upon someone else to do the little tasks, the little chores. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I'm going to be out the door, you need to handle your stuff. And this is the consequence if you don't, you know what I mean? I'm going to be out the door, you're going to handle your stuff. Here's the reward when we do like, so again, it's just those little things you bring home where you become a guide at home or you bring in um, that Socratic uh, guiding positive, you know, um, growth mindset language and remove yourself from solving the problems instead of just, you know, saying, I know that you are going to come up with an amazing solution to figure this out. And I can't wait to hear about it when you come home today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So what story did you want to tell? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Oh crap. I hope I remember what the story is, but I do. Uh, it's, I guess it was the other day you asked me to go back inside and look for something. <laughs> Oh, and you took too long and I left. It was like <laughs> a minute. I swear I went into the room. It was so much longer than a minute. So and not I'm in a hurry room. and he doesn't move in a hurry at all. No, I was mo- looking in multiple places. So Slowly. Went... He was looking in multiple so places. So then I get a text from mine and saying, Mom already left. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if I don't the do it for our children, real. why will I do it for my husband? Mm-hmm. Hurry and handle your business. Otherwise, the natural consequences, I leave you. Now, that, Here, that, I that go. leads me into another thing. Because, too, now I, you talk to me differently from now being at the school. You talk to me almost more in a guide mode. And you challenge me. And it's frustrating. Sometimes I just want the answer. What are we doing? <laughs> Honey, it's in our Google Calendar. All the information or is there again. Right I can't afterwards, I'm like, so what time is it again? I, I don't know. I even I think I even said the day something like, so what time is it? I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> or it's in the counter. Go look. It's not fair for me to, you know, I know. With and children are not with you. We're gonna reiterate it across. It's a life. It's this is a lifestyle. It is a total is, lifestyle change, and it's is, tough sometimes. And there's sometimes where you just want to just not worry about it. No, but I think it's, it's also, I think, but I, would you say, I think in a lot of ways, like you said, it makes just your home life stronger in all those ways as well. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I mean, it's <laughs> frustrating, but I get like, it. I understand. Why I, how many times there. parents have asked, can we bring the peace table home for our marriage? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great tool. We should all learn to Tell use the peace table and our conflict resolution. We'll have a new sign up and anybody co- wants to come to a peace table, we'll moderate. <laughs> Work, yeah, yeah, we do that sometimes if you need a moderator. <laughs> well, we could do a peace table, a mobile peace table. We're on to something. Uh, oh, my lord, that's called mobile therapy. But therapy sounds bad. We'll just no, therapy is not well, bad. It depends on what it is, but no, mobile peace table never. sounds so much more hmm. actually. No, but it's funny, like we're getting off topic and being silly now, but. Going back to it, yes, bringing this these things home mm-hmm. um, is an important part of the journey. And it's interesting because I think sometimes when I stop and and contemplate or um, really think about things, I, I'm amused at some of the things that parents ask. Like for example, you know, when he's like. Um, in this blog, he was like, do they climb trees? And the answer is like, yes. And what if they fall? And, and the answer is they do, right? Like this, this is not a profound, crazy idea. If you really stop and think about 
How often are your kids in the backyard riding bikes, falling down, climbing trees, falling down? And I mean, I guess, you know, we're more of a helicopter parent. Maybe we're a little bit there, you know, kind of hovering over them. But for the most part, don't you just let your kids go out in the backyard and play and have fun and you check in on them? You're not over them all the time. So why do we think that, you know, um, it should be any different in their learning environment? I, I don't, but. You know, at the same mm -hmm. time, it's like you look back at your, my childhood, you know, we lived in the trees, in the woods, and like, did my parents freak out this much? And at what point do you just let them go and let them, let us fall? You know, right. I don't know how many trees we've cloned to the top and then, you know, tree tipping down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why my yeah. parents didn't do that? Are you talking then... about here or <laughs> <laughs> at the school or your childhood? Uh, last Both? week, yeah. last year when we went back home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the um... horses that we rode bareback. Uh, at my grandmother's house, it's like, why didn't they stop us? That was stupid. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's the same thing with seatbelts, you know, cars and kids. Like, it's different era, different age. And uh, I think we're kind of more relaxed as parents, but I, I don't know. Who, us? Yeah. Oh, well, I you're, mean, you're more personally. concerned than me, than I think. Well, I have boys and a mom's heart. So, of course, I have to worry about all of you killing yourself for doing something stupid that's not just our children don't worry about that with you every time i step on the skateboard I'm, i hear <laughs> your head or your voice in my head going you don't have a helmet uh, on you're gonna break something yeah so that's just being a, a mother of sons and then married to a man so that just comes to the territory mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> every time i see bill out there on a skateboard yeah, y'all are crazy. Every, every mom out there, like every wife out there is like, mm -hmm, yep, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. So, but do you think, I mean, I don't know. Do you think it's made a, I mean, it's definitely, it's had to have made a difference us being here with them also every day and working as guides and having to grow in that way. So it, I think it definitely made it easier to bring in our household. Uh, hey, Mr. Ed. Hey, Mr. Ed's watching. Um, it definitely made it easier to then incorporate that into our family life and, and to realize, oh, we need to, you know what I mean? Give our, um, our young children the opportunity to discover the answers themselves, to fix their problems themselves, to um, learn about, you know, uh, responsibility through natural rewarding consequence. And as parents, instead of saying, hey, I'm the mom, I'm the dad, this is how it goes. And sometimes that is the answer, which is another lesson you have to learn in life. But for the most part, I like to engage in a conversation with my kids and say, okay, you tell me, I'll tell you my expectation. You tell me what it looks like for you. Um, but do you think that's been easier because we're here so much? Do you think it would have been as easy if we weren't, if you weren't a guide in the studio to, to shift that way in our home? I don't think I'd be able to handle it if I wasn't a guide here too, because you all of a sudden you guys would come home in this different way of learning and it, I don't it I I don't think it would be the same it'd be tough yeah tough you, yeah to a family to... that was on one end and then somebody else who's on the other side who hasn't been around it you know Mr. Ed said happy accidents <laughs> all the time uh -huh. right happy accidents lead to great discoveries um yeah yeah so that I think is definitely the, the challenge for anybody who's kind of looking um, at what it is we're doing here and wanting to be a part of it is, is you really kind of have to examine yourself, you know, 
do mm-hmm. I have what it takes to, we like to call it to, to be an heroic parent, to be on my own hero's journey yeah. and to go through that growth and the struggle and the uncomfortableness that comes in order. And do I have the patience, the tenacity, the, the ability to hold long enough in the race, right? For those moments when it happens, you know, to let enough time go by instead of jumping in because I think enough time should have gone by. Yeah. I mean, I guess our kids being here, it's hard to not try to do favorites because they come in, they'll ask for certain things just because I'm their dad, you know, as, and as a guide, they'll try to pull the same thing at home. Like, just yeah, don't be a god thing, but um, I'm just trying to find an equal balance of of not being a dad here, but just right. a guide. No, and I, I bet I you that. have that it's too. Interesting. Hey, Ashe, um, and Stephanie, everybody's here. Yay! Um, yeah, no, it definitely that has been an interesting part of the journey, right? How do you? How are you? Um, the school director, or as they lovingly dub me around here, the principal, which I don't. Um, but how are you the school director like and a guide, <laughs> right? And not be a mom where you just told me that I'm the school mom. <laughs> um, well, but there's your answer. You become the school mom. So it's not just, you know what I mean? Mom to these two wonderful boys. It's, you know, to the school mom and, and, and trying, that's the thing. It's like, I, I work very, very diligently to try to make sure that, that my boys know here um, you, you, the students, the heroes here have created their promises and my job is simple, hold everybody within the guardrails and they are no different. I hold them to the same standard, the same guardrails, um, as everybody else. And then that message again is reiterated at home. At home, we as a family create our guardrails and our expectations, but we all hold each other, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just us, the authoritative, you know, parenting figures versus the, you know, obedient children, although, you know, we still have final say in times, but I think opening that dialogue up and making our family work as a, as a unit, but having accountability across the board to everybody. Cause I had that conversation once with Tristan, um, our oldest son, and we were talking and I said, you know, cause he's a teenager. He was a teenager. He's still a teenager. <laughs> he is a teenager. Um, and he was just being a teenager responding to me in the space like his mom. And it led to me holding him accountable within the systems because he had violated this and the other because he had, he had just, you know, taken it too far. Mm-hmm. So, but then afterwards I was talking, I was like, you know, uh, when we're at school, uh, yes, I'm always your mom and I always love you, but you can't respond and, tr- and react and, and speak to me as if I'm your mom. And he looked at me and he said, okay, I understand, but then you have to do the same. You can't respond and react to me as if I'm your son. And I thought, dang it, he's right. Okay. (laughs) Opportunity for growth. We all have opportunities for growth in this journey. And what we ask of our heroes, we should always ask of ourselves. I can agree to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to watch you too. And because some of the younger kids will come visit the principal <laughs> in the office and then just to hear you explain to them what they've done walk them through the choices that they make um it, it, part of me thinks oh that is what she would say to our own kids 
Oh, absolutely. It's what you say to anybody. Like, that's the thing, like, you know, this assumption that kids are incapable or fragile or irresponsible um, or disengaged or that they that think one of the biggest red flags for me in, in interviews and applications um, for potential applicants is when, you know, they say, oh, well, you know, but our younger, they, there's an expectation that because they're younger, they couldn't possibly or an assumption. Uh, no, an expectation. It really is. They're like, oh, well, yeah, but at this age. And it's like, I just, I, 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 the one thing I've really gotten really intentional about is pulling back any of these assumptions. <clears throat> I have seen some of our youngest heroes do some of the most amazing things. Um, and the greatest disservice we do for them ever is to make assumptions that they can't handle it. So, of course, you know, we might have some of our younger discovery students who are struggling. And it's interesting because they have created their own accountability system. And their own accountability system is, is if you go through it three times, your reset is to go sit with Guide Nicole <laughs> because that's where the guardrails close. And they know they'll come out here and they'll sit in their quiet reset zone, but they're not allowed to be in with their studio mates, right, and distracting and loud. So they'll come into a separate space with me. And when we walk through it, it's so important to ask them, you know, why are you here? Um, what did you do? Why did you do that? You know, and, and, and you, you just aid in their journey mm -hmm. and they grow so quickly. And it's the same with home, with our kids. If they do something and put them in the corner, it's like, so why? Mm -hmm. Why did you do what you did? And how do you think that it made other people feel? Um, uh, <clears throat> even today, uh, I even told you the story of one of the kids was climbing in the tree and it's the tree that should not be climbed in. Right. It's one of the off limits. And I knew that the child who was in the tree should not have been in the tree. So then, uh, one but of our we're guides. So if no so one's in imminent danger, what do we do? So I'm just Step sitting back. there biting my lips like, no, you're not <laughs> supposed to be in the tree. And all of a sudden one of our other little heroes comes up. Um, you're not supposed to be in the tree. That's not one of the climbing trees. And then he got down. I was like, oh, good for him. But it was one of the little one ones. One of our youngest one heroes the youngest. there. Like, they will hold you accountable. Because I'm sure he's been up in that many of times. And a lot of kids are telling me, you're not supposed to climb in that tree. So he just passed along. So it was, it was really cool to see uh, one of the younger ones hold one of the older kids accountable for it. So. Right. And again, if we're constantly inserting ourselves in the middle of it and fixing it for them, we rob them of the opportunity for that, that growth moment. Oh, yeah. And it's not only a growth moment in that he's holding someone accountable, right? And he's towing that line. Um, it allows the other person to grow <clears> as well as that individual because he's now set a higher standard for himself and everything that he does moving forward. And he's let his peer know, I intend to keep the promises we made and I'm going to hold you accountable if you don't. And so that person, like they just, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would say the, 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 <laughs> walking just outside and just seeing the chaos that it seems around you know it makes my OCD go like ah because now you see stuff scattered all over the yard and the uh, exercise equipment and the sporting stuff and the tree limbs that just get drugged out and then everything is just out in the yard I see shoes socks He's oh I know it's like it's an amazing explosion of chaos and fun and discovery <sighs> But if you've ever <clears throat> stepped back and just sit and watch and listen to the magic that is happening when they're doing that, they're taking all of these pieces, all of this chaos, and they're putting it in, they're discovering how to put it in this order that works for their purpose and whatever their purpose is. And so it's amazing to watch them talk and try to communicate and to see your natural leaders rise up and yeah. then take charge and ownership and 
and then the creativity that comes um, with how they, uh, um, you know, take these tools and reimagine them into this very alive world that they're now living in and learning how to coexist in with each other. It's right. pretty magical. It, it's crazy because um, if I wasn't a guide, I probably wouldn't have my guide tools with me to be able to step back and see that. And now, you know, you're right. You do see the world differently. You see how people interact differently. Almost as if I want everybody, all the parents to become guides and see how they like it. <laughs> it's hard, man. I think it's they can really just do hard. their homework. They can do their family badges. They can do their readings. You can. Yes. And I you hope. do because you do like all but the parents are guides. They too. become guides, but they're with their kids every day. That's true. So that would be the challenge. Like change the way you do it. Bring it home incorporate it in your home step back it's practice you know you mm -hmm. just keep practicing every day at home because actually parents are guides they're the ultimate guides of all these heroes um we're just the ones who get to spend those those you know hours during the day right. of their educational journey with them but the guides are the ultimate parents uh, are they here the parents are the ultimate guides for these heroes no, so just I, learning how to be a great one I, I know most of the parents out there you know they work hard you know they get home and they're like oh and it's hard to be in that guide mode because it to be a guide and step back. And I disagree. Explain. I don't think it's hard. I think once I think it's hard when you first start and when you're switching old habits, like anytime you try to break old habits and do something new, it's yeah. absolutely hard. But I think like everything, practice, you know, makes perfect. And so the more you just do it, then the more it becomes habit and then the environment <laughs> responds to it. So I think that it's only hard in the beginning or if you resist actually the full commitment to it. So maybe there's different guide levels. Like I'm going to be guide level, level one today. <laughs> be like beefy asking thousands of questions. But then there's other times where I just want, I just want to be a level five. And be like, <laughs> You're like, you know what? I'm going to be the student. Today. Where do you think that you'll <laughs> Mine find can be the my guide. <laughs> where is the pizza in the oven? How do you think you turn on water to boil it? Where do you think that you would get, you know, orange Or just saying, juice? oh, you're hungry. I look forward to seeing how you solve that problem. All the tools and materials you need are located in the kitchen. Good luck. <laughs> you just walk away. And they're like, man, was I an asshole? A bad parent? No. Okay, yeah. But I think that's fine. I, I think they need to learn. But there's another part that thinks that not telling the, you know, guiding them Again, depends on what guide level you're at. If you're a hardcore level one, whoa. No, I'd be level five. Level five would be you're asking the most questions of them, trying to get them and talking them through it. Depends on your energy level, right? So level one is like, yeah, whatever. You have all the tools to go make your dinner, go do it. We have pasta in the pantry, you know? Is that a different level or is that just different circumstances call for different responses? Maybe. But then again, you might have come up with bad news or maybe you're not having a good day, right? So sometimes you just, you don't have the energy to be able to go and take uh, that extra step. Again, I just have to disagree. <laughs> I think you either do or you don't. Well, you know some days I, mean? I just Like just because you don't have the energy to do it to this degree doesn't mean that you stop doing it. Like you're not talking about not being a guide. You know what I mean? That, that would be, I have no energy, so I just fix all their problems for them. No, I wouldn't fix all their problems. Right. Oh, so, okay. So that's how you get levels. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Every family's different, maybe. I would imagine just like every Maybe day. all those people, all you parents out there are level five guides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
We have some awesome parents who I think are great guides. And, and, and we also have awesome parents who um, work very hard on their own hero's journey and, and try to grow and become, you know, even better at this. And I think that's an important thing to recognize too. Like it does force one to stop and take a look at, at, at oneself, right? And take, um, you know, a really hard look and saying, okay, this is, you know, areas where I'm strong. These are areas when I'm not where I'm not. And so I'm going to work towards becoming better at this and I'm going to continue doing this again. It's just that valuation, those personal growth goals. We ask our young heroes to do it. So right. our parents, we ask our parents to do it as well. Cause that's how it works. <clears throat> that's how it works the best. And you know, just like you said, you disagreed on some part, but you know, we learned from that. If I did something wrong or disciplined, disciplined them wrong and didn't put as much questions in guide mode as I should have, then I'm going to learn. Oh, I, didn't I do that think, right. you know, I'm discipline's gonna, an interesting subject though, as a parent, because when you employ, you know, the idea here is like you, when you stop fighting it starts, and it stops becoming about that, like it just becomes the terms are laid out and the consequences are the consequences and everybody is well informed of that mm-hmm. going forward. So that is a nice thing about the conflict systems and, and, and how easy it becomes that it doesn't become a fight, you know? Um, and there is definitely a difference between a consequence and a punishment. That's a whole nother podcast. Have we done consequence versus punishment? Well, we might revisit it again because that's a whole nother podcast because there's definitely a difference. But if you, again, clearly lay out expectations mm-hmm. of all parties involved, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you clearly lay out the results of what happens if you don't keep your word, the natural consequences, then when that person, be it, you know, adult, be it spouse, be it child, be it, you know, worker, be it whoever, violates the terms of the agreement then it's not a fight and it shouldn't be a surprise what the consequences because the terms have already been clearly laid out it's easy you don't need to fight about it right just accept it all right i made that choice and this is my consequence (laughs) all right well i think that is about all we have time for on this podcast but thanks so much for joining me honey it's interesting to talk to you as always Glad you came to share some stories. I'm here. (laughs) He's usually behind the scenes, so I don't know if we'll see him on the next one, but he's always around when we're doing our podcast. He's always here helping uh, guide our young heroes and inspiring um, these young artists with his amazing talent and gifts that he shares. So we're very lucky and very grateful to have him. We're very lucky and grateful to have all of our wonderful heroes and all of our wonderful parents. And I just wanted to thank uh, Lauren Quinn again up at the Village School and Acton Academy for allowing me to share your wonderful blog post um, about the the struggles uh, that that we all face. I think we all can relate. Again, it's the Village School and Acton Academy. Um, You can search them online and see her other amazing blog posts. Several of the Acton owners do blogs. We podcast, they blog. But I think if you enjoyed this, you'll enjoy uh, some of the other stuff that they have to say and share because we've been there. We understand the struggle is real, but we're all in it. The struggle together. Uh All right. We will see you uh, next time on another episode of old school, new school, a podcast on the adventures uh, here at Esteem Academy. I am your host, Guy Nicole, and this is my special guest guy, Justin. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye. I should go.